بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله النبي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوان الأنصار السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله في had the opportunity to reflect on hadith from أصول الكافي about dua as you remember we said that there is a section in Atul al-Kafi in volume 2 after Kitab al-Iman al-Kuf is Kitab al-Dua, the book on Dua and then there are different chapters we talked about uh, Dua being a source of healing and the next chapter is Bab al-Taqaddum of dua in this chapter, the late Sheikh Kulaini has collected some hadith about the significance of praying and calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we face problems, before the calamities happen. Uh, I mentioned some of these hadith. So this is Volume 2, page 472 of Al-Kafi. This the Arabic version. Starts calling upon Allah and praying and supplicating before problems happen, then when the problems happen, He would be answered, He would be accepted in His du'as. When He faces problems or she faces problems and ask for help, for delivery, the angels would say, this is a voice which is known to us. It's not that he never, you know, used to pray, and now that he has problems, he has started to pray. No, the angel said, we know and we are used to hear this voice. صَوْتٌ مَعْرُوفٌ وَلَمْ يُحْجَبْ عَنِ السَّمَاءِ and his dua would not be blocked. It can ascend to heaven. But if he or she was not praying, he was not trying to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the times of ease, in the times of health, in the time of being rich, he was forgetful. Then, now that he or she has a problem, all of a sudden, remembers Allah. As hadith says, Such person would not, should not expect 
to be answered. وَقَالَتَ الْمَلَائِكَ إِنَّ ذَا الصَّوْتِ لَا نَعْرِفُهُ And the angels would say that this is the voice that we are not familiar with, but with uh, we don't know it. Another hadith is the second hadith in this chapter, again from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. مَنْ تَخَوَّفَ مِنْ بَلَاءٍ يُصِيبُهُ فَتَقَدَّمَ فِيهِ بِالدُّعَاءِ لَمْ يُرِحِ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْدَ لَكَ الْبَلَاءَ Someone who fears a calamity. For example, before you become ill, you fear illness. Or you fear, for example, I don't know, uh, having problems with your children, having problems with your husband or wife, or with your business, with your community, I don't know. Whatever fear that you have with respect to certain difficulty or calamity, if you have not yet faced that, it has not actually happened, if you start praying, then inshallah you will never see that problem. Imam Sadiq said, Man min bala'in The one who is fearful with respect to a calamity happening to him, befalling him, then he starts praying in advance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not show him, will not let him see that calamity never. Uh, he will not uh, see him ever. Another hadith is again Imam Sadiq alayhi salam in dua afirrakha yastakhrijul hawaija fil bala. Dua, prayer in the time of ease, would help you to reach your request in the time of difficulties, in the time of calamities. There are several other hadiths in this uh, chapter, but all confirm the same fact. So I move on to the next chapter, because there are many chapters, and we don't have that much time. The next chapter is Babul Yaqeen of dua When you pray, you should be certain. You must not say, I pray and it is useless, or I pray and I have doubt. Of course, I will explain what does it mean. Let me read the hadith for you, and there is only one hadith in this chapter, and then we reflect on that. This hadith is again from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Imam said, "Ida da'uta anna bil When you pray, when you call upon Allah, you should think that your request is next to the door. This is very important. When we are asking Allah for help, we must be 100% sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able of giving us what we need. He has all the resources for that, and He has the power, and He has the will to help us. He is kind, He is merciful. If He doesn't give, that might be because of either it is not my maslaha, my interest, or it's not the interest of the whole 
system. But the way you speak to Allah, this, this is my interpretation. Because if that you have to be 100% sure, maybe you say, how can I be 100% sure that Allah is going to give me? I think the meaning is this. When you pray, you must be 100% sure that Allah can give you. And you should assume that your haja is so likely to be given that it is as if your haja is like a person standing next to the door and just wants to enter. Or your haja is something next to the door and you just go and take it. Let me give you an example. For example, if I have a problem, I don't know, for example, I need uh, some office work. So I ask people, who is experienced in this field? Who is aware of the procedure or who can have influence and in a positive way can help me? If they show you someone who has experience better than anyone else, someone who has influence more than anyone else, who loves you more than anyone else, and for him, doing things is nothing. For example, they say this person, if he picks up the phone and make a phone call, they will sort out your problem. If he, will, if he contacts, for example, the people who are in charge, they will immediately do what you want. Okay. If there is such a person with all the knowledge, experience, influence, and you have been given opportunity to talk to him about your haja, about your request. Someone has facilitated a meeting with such person. How would be your situation? How would be your feeling? Say, Alhamdulillah, I have few minutes with such an important personality. And I can talk to him in person about my problems and I can beg him to help me. When you have such a meeting, you would be 100% focused. You will not talk about anything else. You will not think about anything else. You just think about the way you can ask him to solve your problem and you are sure that he can solve your problem. This is the situation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you stand for salat or you pray outside Salat. You must know that he is the one who has all the solutions. He knows and he has the power and he has the will to help you in the best way. So never ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time be hopeless or at the same time think that there are people who can help you. Because unfortunately, sometimes we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for things, but deep in our heart, we think that people should solve my problem. I just, as a matter of routine, or as a matter of formality, or as a matter of habit, I ask Allah for help, but I think that people should help me. As if I believe that, you know, na'uzu billah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot do anything 
without people. Of course, a Muslim, a mu'min, would also use asbab, would also use the things which are in this world functioning as causes, as connections. When I am ill, I go to doctor, I take my prescription. When I need, for example, a job, I, I don't know, go to uh, job centers or I, you know, for example, look for uh, announcement for uh, new opportunities. But I must know that the one who can solve my problem is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whenever I ask him for help, I should know that my haja is just there waiting for me to be given. It's me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how much I can um, present my case to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, whenever you pray, think and believe that your request or what you have requested for is next to the door. The next chapter is This is about the necessity of praying with the presence of heart. In the same way that we say for Salat, you should come with your heart, means your heart must be present, you must be focused, you must have concentration. You shouldn't just come with your body while you are thinking about someone else or something else. You must not be standing on your prayer mat while your soul is busy with something else. The same thing is with any kind of dua. Because dua is to have a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I ask Allah for something, I should ask with full concentration, full presence of heart. There are several hadiths in this chapter. The first hadith, Sulaiman ibn Amr says that I heard Imam Sadiq saying, Inna Allah Azza wa Jal la yastajibu du'a'an biqdhahr qalbin sahin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not answer the prayer which is coming from a heart which is heedless. Sahin comes from Sahb. When a heart is heedless, has no attention, the dua would not be accepted. Because it's like a tape recorder saying something, a parrot saying something. When there is no presence of heart, what is the difference between us and a tape recorder? Or, for example, a parrot. Whenever you call, you must come with your heart. You should come with full attention. Then be sure that inshallah Allah will give you. Allah says, If you call, and call should be by soul, by heart, not just by lips. If you really call him, be certain that inshallah you will be granted. Another hadith is a hadith that Imam Sadiq quotes from Amirul Mu'mineen. 
an Abi Abdullah alayhi salam qal qala Amirul Mu'minin alayhi salam Imam Ali alayhi salam said la yaqbalullahu azza wa jal du'a qalbin lahin Imam Ali said Allah would not accept the prayer of a heart which is lahin lahin comes from lahw lahw means to do something without a serious purpose something you do just to make yourself busy so qalbin sahin was in the previous hadith dua would not be accepted from a heart which is heedless here qalbin lahin a heart which is preoccupied with useless things wa kana aliyun alayhi salam yaqul إذا دعا أحدكم للميت فلا يدعو له وقلبه لاه عنه ولكن ليجتهد له في الدعاء Whenever you are praying for a dead person Imagine your father, your mother, your grandfather, grandmother Someone has died, has passed away And you want to pray for that person Amir al-Mu'minin used to say, when you want to pray for a dead person, don't pray for him or her while your heart is busy with something else. You should make your best to pray for that person with the presence of heart. Another hadith is saying, this is hadith number four, I... Uh, mentioned one two now I go to four Imam Sadr Ali Salam said in Allah Azza wa Jal la yastajibu dua'an bidhahr qalbin qasin Allah would not accept the dua which is coming from a heart which is hard a heart which has been transformed into like a stone this is qasawatul qalb so sahin lahin Qasin. These are three qualities which are mentioned in the heart which would not let dua to be accepted. If your heart has been become hard because of love for dunya, because of committing sins, then the dua would not be accepted. I move on to the next chapter. The next chapter is Babul Ilhahif dua this chapter is about the fact that when you pray you must be insisting and you must be spending time on mentioning your request don't say something quickly and forget don't say something quickly and go away or start doing other things you know imagine if someone comes to you for a request your child, your friend, your little brothers, sisters, your employees come to you and ask for something. If they come and with very politeness stay there, when you give them chance to talk, they talk and then after talking they still stay there. This shows that they really want it and they observe all the etiquettes. But if someone comes in a second, says, give me this, and then he goes away. You don't like this 
attitude. So this person seems that he doesn't really want this or it seems that he thinks that I owe him. He doesn't want to really request, he wants to put pressure. So when you want something, you should be doing this in good pace, good speed and be patient and insistent in a polite way. Imam Sadiq said, Inna al-abd idha da'a lam yazalillah tabaraka wa ta'ala fi hajatihi ma lam yasta'ajil. When a servant of God is praying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly uh, considering his haja is planning and preparing for his haja to come in its right time in its proper time provided that he is not hasting if he is hasting then that's a problem he has to be patient he has to give time so that in the best and proper time it comes in another hadith, Imam Sadiq said, Inna al-abd idha ajjala faqama lihajatih When a servant asks Allah for something but quickly goes away. Instead of spending time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the ultimate hope, he rushes to go and do something. When this servant of Allah has a request, but he makes his dua and quickly goes. Allah says, My servant doesn't know that I am God who is giving all the requests. If you want rizq, don't delay your salat or don't go to mosque and or your you know musalla and say salat quickly because you think the clients or customers you know will go away, you will lose business. Rizq is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, be punctual, be hard worker, but know that the rizq is coming from Allah. So never be Hasting when you are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and think that your rizq is coming from other sources and then if you are spending more time with him, you would lose your rizq. Another hadith is from Imam Baqir alayhi salam. The narrator says, I heard Imam Baqir saying, Wallahi la yulihu abdun mu'minun Allah azza wa jal fi hajatihi by Allah, no servant of Allah who is mu'min, who is a believer, who is a pious person, insists on a request, except that Allah would give him and grant him. If you are pious and you really want something, keep asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, insist on that and Allah will give you. Of course, make sure that this is really to good and to your interest. Make sure that you would ask Allah in a content way 
not in the way that you demand and you say, you know, you must give me. If you don't give me, you are not a good Lord, na'udhu But say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a humble servant of you, I have great need for such thing. And please, please, please give me this. You know better. I leave it to you to judge. I am very grateful for everything that you have already given me. I am not going to complain if you are not giving me this. But please, please, please give this to me. I am your needy servant. And I am a person that without this, I cannot feel happiness in my life. Please give me this. If in this manner you approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah you will be granted your hajjah. Another hadith is, Imam Sadiq said, Inna Allah Azza wa Jal kareha ilha hannas ba'dhim ala ba'dh fil mas'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want people to insist on asking each other what they want. When you want something from a person, from a human being, don't insist in the way that you would lose your honor. But Allah is different. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not mistreat you. Allah would not treat you in the way that your honor would be damaged. Ordinary people, human beings, when you ask them too much, there is a chance that they may ignore you. Or they may say, how much you ask me? Why you all the time come to me? You know, sometimes ordinary people are like this. But when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the people who are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are also like that. When you go and ask them, they will never get angry with you or they will never, you know, disrespect you. So Allah wants a moment not to be insistent on human beings and ordinary people for his haja or her haja but when it comes to Allah himself he says there is no problem and I like you to come and insist Allah loves to be asked and to be uh, thought for what he wants so what he has so Allah knows that it is to our interest to ask him and in, as I said to you last week indeed the fact that we ask is more important many times and, than what we ask the fact that you go to Allah and ask is more important than what you ask because this is making your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closer so he wants us to go and insist Another hadith is, which is the last hadith, I move on to the last hadith, which is number six of this chapter. Imam Sadr quotes from Rasulullah. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, rahimallahu abdan talaba min Allah azza wa jal hajatan fa'alaha fa'ad-du'a. May Allah's mercy be upon the servant of Allah who asks his haja from Allah and insists. 
whether what he wants is given to him or not. Sometimes Allah doesn't give us what we want. He may give something else or he may delay. He has the whole interest of the system and ourselves. So that's not a matter. What is important is Rasulullah says, you ask Allah and you insist. Whether you are granted or not, Allah's mercy, inshallah, will be on you because of asking Him insistently. And then Rasulullah recited this ayah. I ask my Lord and I hope that with the prayer of and asking my Lord, I would not be uh, a person who would be uh, suffering, who would have misfortune, who would have miserable life. Shaqi is opposite to Sa'id. Sa'id means happy, prosperous, and Shaqi is opposite. So, with the barakah and blessing of praying my Lord, I hope that I would not be uh, suffering and I would not have a miserable life so this chapter is also finished uh, let me see how much time we have how much time we have Mr. Siabushani okay okay I, I read uh, I read the uh, Few for a few minutes and I will finish. The next chapter is a short chapter. Babu This chapter is two hadith which says that whenever you have haja, mention haja with your tongue. Because Allah knows what is in our heart. Whether we mention it or not, express it or not, He knows. But it is more effective if you mention your Hajj, of course, we have, inshallah, other hadith later in another chapter about sometimes the dua should be said in private between you and Allah. But even in private, you should speak, you should use words to express your Hajj. Because when something is in your mind only, or in your heart only, it still it is known to Allah, but when you express it in words, it's better for you to articulate and also it shows the real need. Because when you really need someone something from someone, you express it. You know, if someone comes to you and doesn't say anything, you treat him differently from the one who comes to you and mentions his hajjah. So Imam Sadiq said, Allah knows what his servant wants from him when he is praying. But he loves the haja to be mentioned. When you call Samme, Samme is uh, command from Tasmiya means mention by name your Hajar and the next Hadith is also the same thing so 
some of the things that we have learned tonight is that when we ask, we should try to have presence of heart. We should be insistent. We should try to pray even before problems happen. If you have concerns about something before that happens, start praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should also uh, mention and express our needs with our tongue. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah accept uh, all your ibadah and answer inshallah all your du'as. May Allah answer the du'as of Imam Zaman al-Sharif and include us among his inshallah best followers. Wa-akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alam. I think we just can uh, recite together the dua faraj. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Allahumma kulli waliyika al-hujjat ibn al-Hasan. Salawatuka alayhi wa ala abaih. في هذه الساعة وفي كل ساعة وليا وحافظا وقائدا وناصرا ودليلا وعينا حتى تسكنه أرضك طوعا وتمتعه فيها طبيلا وهب لنا رأفته ورحمته ودعاءه خيره برحمتك يا رحم الرحم التماس دعاء أسألكم الدعاء إن شاء الله خدا خدا